and how to do you on this sixth day of January 2023. Man, we're in the 2023 mm-hmm. already. 2023, it's already January. I don't know what's happening. It was just Christmas like two days ago. Right, it seems like it's in the way back in the distant. It's uh, so weird. But time keeps on moving. The holidays flew, though, when you think about it. Thanksgiving was there, it's gone. Christmas just happened and went. And New Year's, New Year's Eve happened and went. It's so fast. Everything is... The holidays this year were different for me. Vibes were different. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that. Mm-hmm. I've noticed a difference this year. Mm. So maybe we can have uh, a holiday do-over. No, we can move forward. You good? Let's go ahead and go. Let's just keep straight. So, what's our color of the day? Holiday red is the color of the day today. Holiday red. See, yeah. you went back. Okay. Right. And Roseville. Shout out to Roseville. That's as far back as I'm going. Roseville. <laughs> shout out to Roseville. Thank you guys for waking up with us on the morning show. I've got today's word to the wise, and it's simply this. Common sense goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Take it with you. Common sense goes a long way. <laughs> and today is National Cuddle Up Day. It encourages us to snuggle up with someone for health benefits and more. And we'll go through a little science lesson here, too. You know, January typically has some of the coldest days of the year, and it snows when it's not supposed to, like this morning. So what better way to stay warm and to reap the benefits of cuddling than on National Cuddle-Up Day? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a three-dog night, now that's a night so cold that it takes three dogs to cuddle up to stay warm, we're only slightly chilly. There are multiple benefits to cuddling with a human or a canine or another pet. Cuddling releases oxytocin. And this hormone along has uh, tremendous health benefits besides giving us warm and fuzzy feelings. Mm-hmm. It also reduces pain. Mm. So cuddle up today and uh, reduce your pain. <laughs> what if the person you're cuddling up to, you don't like them and it increases your pain? <laughs> you remember uh, that? what that's if, when you call Dr. Phil <laughs> and what's he gonna say <laughs> you what were you thinking <laughs> you know remember a few years ago I was just thinking about cuddling if you just don't have anybody to cuddle up to remember that man pillow I showed you yes. you got the arm yes. <laughs> I mean I wonder if that has the same effects <laughs> that I don't know maybe we can get somebody con- to conduct that test <laughs> I can't believe they came up with the man pillow that is is so funny. I was on the floor laughing. The last line in this story says, if you don't have someone to cuddle up with, make an appointment for a massage. Studies say that massage provides a similar benefit of cuddling. Mm. Okay. That's what they say. And you know know how how they they are. Gotcha. You've got a special guest this morning. Of course I do. It's the first... Uh, first Friday of the month, of course, and we're excited, of course, to welcome back Christine Tucci-Osorio. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. See, I got to tell you guys, this cuddling idea, I, what you're just saying, Freddie, that's exactly what I've been telling my kids for years. I always said, come over here and snuggle me. I need snuggle (laughs) vitamins. I used to tell them, I need my snuggle vitamins. So now (laughs) you just explained the science behind that. Thank you. I learned something today. Wow. And what do they say when you say that? They're like, nah, nah. Oh, they roll their eyes. Well, when they were little, they they dive yeah. right in. When they're older, they're like, okay, I'll yeah. give you a hug. Yeah, yeah. My son, Jamez, he actually does that. He comes in my room. He'll just, like, lay lay there and, and, and hug me for, like, a long time. Or if I'm coming up or yes. down, he'll just give me hugs, and he'll just hold it there for about, I'm just like, Jamez, can I move forward? 
That's so great. <laughs> My daughter does that too. It really, I agree with that. That's why I've always said it. It does something for you. That's the snuggle vitamins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Snuggle, snuggle vitamins. Well, uh, it's been a snowy start to the winter. Uh, can you talk to us about what schools think about uh, when calling snow days or e-learning days, as I've seen in uh, the Dakota County District, they called a couple of those days this week. Um, so what do you think about when you're calling those uh, snow days or e-learning days? Well, I'll tell you one thing. One thing to know is school superintendents don't get much sleep on those nights. I'll tell you that. Hmm. Um, you know, we often have these webinars live with the, the weather service in the middle of the night even to help us make decisions. But there are basically three key reasons why we might have a snow day or an e-learning day. Um, the first, of course, is unsafe road conditions. Some people say, well, how many inches of snow do you need to call a snow day? And it often depends on the timing of it. That's why we often have our transportation departments We have some bus drivers who do a really early run around 4 a.m. just to check the safety of our roads and our routes. Mm -hmm. That's the first reason. The second one is just extreme wind chills. And in our area, we basically use a threshold of about minus 35 degree wind chills for a sustained period. That's when in the Twin Cities area, the National Weather Service changes a wind chill advisory to a wind chill warning. Now, that threshold is different depending on what parts of the country you live in. But in this area, our threshold is minus 35 because our bodies will freeze and it's really dangerous for kids to be at bus stops. And then the third reason is just the actual air temperature, which is different from the wind chill. Mm-hmm. When the air temperature gets to minus 25 degrees, a lot of times our school buses have a hard time starting. Those diesel buses, that diesel fuel actually gels up when the air temperature gets below negative 25 air temperature. So that's another um, another factor that we might have to consider when considering whether to close schools for the day. So, of course, our goal is always to have students learning, but we have to take safety first. And mm-hmm. those are some of the things we have to consider. I always wonder about that snow days, e-learning days, anything where the kids have to uh, not either go in or go home early. How challenging is that for the, the parents who have to work? And then they're. Oh, my goodness. I know that's got to be the that's best. One of, yeah, that's one of the main reasons why we have to try to get on this as early as possible, because we know that for our parents, you know, they need to have a heads up, particularly if they have little kids like mm-hmm. elementary age, because obviously kids need can't just stay home without somebody there to take care of them. Right. So that's a big part of our decision making process and the timing of it. So what happens if you uh, if you have some parents uh, that say, you know, I, I have to work, I can't, I can't, you know, do you have anything in place to help those parents out? You know, we really, if, if those factors are in place, we really don't. But what we try to do whenever possible is let parents know the night before. Mm-hmm. And generally, if we can do that, parents are able to kind of figure figure out alternate plans. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, like, this situation that happened earlier this week, where the snow just really slammed us overnight. Um, Tuesday night into Wednesday was just, or wait, Monday night, no, which night was it? <laughs> you know which morning I'm talking about. The one where we had so much snow that wasn't expected. We didn't really have any, we had no complaints from parents about closing that day because most people couldn't even get out of their yeah. houses that day. <laughs> there mm-hmm. was so much snow that came down on us. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're talking to Christine mm-hmm. Tucci Osorio. Uh, she is the superintendent of School District 622. So what, dist- what determines, uh, Christine, a snowy day uh, versus an e-learning day? 
Right. Well, in the old days, when we were growing up, you got a snow day, you just stayed home and had fun. Yeah. Went outside and played. You didn't have to do any work. But mm-hmm. nowadays, we have a snow day, which is when we don't, just like the old days, when you don't have anything you have to do. And e-learning days is when you got to log in and do some work at home. Mm-hmm. And so the weather, which whether we determine if it's a snow day or an e-learning day depends a little bit by district. So Minnesota state law allows us to have up to five e-learning days. And by doing those e-learning days, we can actually count those days towards our um, our contracted days for the school year. And in Minnesota, every district by law has to have a minimum of 165 days and 1,020 instructional hours. And you can't count lunch periods for that. So every school district has to kind of watch those numbers really closely. In our district, in 62, we actually have 172 school days. So we have seven more days than the state requires. But our days are all add up to only 1,032 hours. So we're only 12 hours over the state minimum. Wow. So for us, we actually can only have two total snow days where we aren't doing e-learning before we have to shift over to count uh, to the e-learning days in order to count the minimum day requirements for the state. So, you know, with this this particular winter, which has been so snowy, we've already used up our two, quote, snow days last month. So... Right now, this snow day, this snowstorm that hit us this week, we had to right away switch to our first e-learning day of the year. And, of course, it's only the 6th of January, so we've got a lot of winter ahead of us this year. So we're keeping an eye on those numbers really closely. Mm, that's so complicated. It's so complex. I know. It is. We're literally sometimes uh, with calculators and, and graphs trying to count it all up right. and make sure we're counting the calendar correctly you gotta, because you don't want to lose school funding, you know? Right. You got to go back to school to run schools, I see. Exactly. Exactly. That would be so like, true. It's very complex, actually. Yeah, I would be like, listen, I don't know how many days we got or what happened, but just stay home. We'll call you later. <laughs> so what happens exactly. so what happens christine if you use up the days the hours and the allotted e-learning days then what happens well if you use them up you have to make them up so that's what we try to avoid doing because then that throws everybody off with the mm. calendar adjustments but there's kind of a few days you can do that so a school district can one option is to take any remaining non-student days you have in your calendar so like teacher planning days or heaven forbid spring break days and turn those some of those into learning days if you had to in school mm-hmm. you could also um extend the length of the school days like in the case for us where our hours are short but not the days mm-hmm. we could actually add minutes to our existing days to make up that time and then we could also consider adding school days at the end of the school year which nobody likes to do because of course when you get to the end of the school year and what would normally be your last day nobody wants to stick around for another couple of days so none of these options are ideal or fun but they would all have to be considered if we were to run out of days for sure Mm -hmm. so what any any final thoughts thanks for sharing that with us by the way it it is complex it's something you have to really break down and figure out Uh, all this all Mm -hmm. all of this because of the weather (laughs) yes i know and and like i said it's it's a lot of late nights and early mornings trying to figure it all out yeah for sure any final thoughts Mm -hmm. christine uh, thanks for joining us. Anything? Any final thoughts? Absolutely. I would love to get a shout out to the amazing team at the National Weather Service Twin Cities. That team of people have been so supportive of school leaders as we navigate these weather decisions. Because you know we're not meteorologists. They, when they see a storm coming, they literally start giving us alerts days ahead of a storm, and they give us lots of data to look at and percentages and 
percent chance of this happening and you can look it up by zip code um they even have live webinars with us like we all join on at all hours of the day and in the night even in the weekends you know this week we've had 4 a.m webinars where all the superintendents are on there and we get to ask all of our questions and they'll tell us you know well this is gonna you know hit shakopee more more than it's gonna hit north st paul and they'll give us really really lots of data to look at so they're super generous with their time. They're willing to take our calls even in the middle of the night if we just want to talk to somebody live and get some advice. So I just want to say a shout-out to them. They've been so generous with all of us and supportive. So shout-out to National Weather Service Twin Cities. Grateful for their leadership. Mm-hmm. Well, add me and Freddie to that, that group so we can be in on and let me know. <laughs> I have lots of people who ask me for, like, right. can you send us the data they're giving yeah. you? Because we want to see what they're saying behind closed doors. Exactly. I get all kinds of friends and family asking for that information. That's so funny. Well, thank you so much, Christine Tugio Sodio, Superintendent of Schools, uh, School District 622. Always a pleasure to uh, speak to you, and we thank you for joining us. So great to be here. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Christine Tucci Osorio being uh, with us this morning. You know, I think she really is a meteorologist. Right. <laughs> right. She does. And a math t- teacher and tutor and, and mm-hmm. all of those things. She and does. chief cuddler. Man, her job is complex. But <laughs> really she's good. Is. It's 25 minutes past 7 o'clock. Good morning, everyone.